Welcome to another special episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. We are live at the Western Hills Chick-fil-A on Glenway Avenue. Going to be highlighting some area high school football teams today, including Elder, Western Hills, and Oak Hills. Joined by my colleague, Caleb No. Caleb, how are you? Everybody, I'm doing well, man. Yeah, doing well. It seems like we uh, just got done with one yesterday, and we're uh, firing away with this uh, episode number two out of three here. Back at it again, talking high school football. Great time of the year, as August always is. I want to remind everybody, this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play for August is the Chicken Club Sandwich. Go for the extra point with the side of their macaroni and cheese. And before we start, I want to give a shout-out and thank you to Western Hills Chick-fil-A operator Jason Griggs and director Jeff Diener for this opportunity for hosting the episode. I had a conversation with Jeff just a few minutes ago and uh, been really hospitable and uh, I want to genuinely thank you for, for this opportunity to highlight uh, our high school coverage here. So thank you again, Jeff. Well, first up, we're going to talk to Elder. We've got head coach Doug Ramsey along with seniors Ben Hamilton and Drew Ramsey. And uh, Coach, thanks for doing this again, first of all. Thanks for being here. You were here two years ago uh, with us here on the Insider. And uh, I guess just uh, give us an update on uh, how the Panthers are looking this summer. Um, Well, you know, it's a a work in progress. Such a strange – we've talked about such a strange year in in trying to prepare. You know, you think we're allowed to do a lot of stuff in June and July, but – really practice wise in pads we've been very limited you know we actually had to start on a sunday because we're going to scrimmage on on friday so that was a strange thing and 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 really only had two full days of 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 contact so uh so it's like i said it's a work in progress but i i think we're making good strides obviously uh unlimited practice days uh, per the ohsa rule this year it happened last year as well but uh you know from uh June 1st to July 31st, uh, there's really no limitation. In past years, there was a 10-day limitation. But uh, has that changed your mindset, Coach, at all in terms of you mentioned, you know, you get things going on Sunday and it's a quick turnaround. I mean, how do you kind of process that as a coaching staff? Um, You know, it did change it a little, not a lot. Um, You know, we we, we didn't practice a ton in June. You know, we would go uh, Monday for, for an hour after lifting, hour and a half Wednesday, same, but it would be a whole uh, a whole squad. It was freshman through senior, you know. So we were out there just doing a lot of skills and you know and things like that. And then and then we went into our regular routine. We've we're, we've always saved our ten days for the last two weeks of July, and then we kind of install everything and then roll that right into um, into to two days. Now this year we only went eight days with that and, and actually gave them a couple days off before before we started on the first. You actually touched on, on what I was just about to. You touched on what I was just about to ask, and that is, did it change the way you install things coming into the season? Being that you had to kind of change that schedule around, was your install any different coming into the season? You know, for us, it really wasn't. Um, we, we obviously in the beginning when we were going to skills, we were still installing things that we normally wouldn't have done in, in June. So I think we were a little bit ahead, and that's why we really at the end went eight days because I think we were in, we were in pretty good shape with getting all the things in that we wanted to get in um, at that point in time. Um, and actually, it really kind of got I, I, we we tried to keep it from being drudgery for the players. You know, there's there's only so much football that you can play in shorts, and it still be kind of fun. Like at some point in time, you got to put the pads on, and you got to play football, and and prepare for somebody else. So that's the one thing that we were worried about most was we didn't. Want to create boredom and 
or the, the thought that those kids who, you know, maybe this is their first or second year playing or the freshmen, that it, it was so much in June, you know, when they're still trying to play some AU basketball, be on a baseball team, those kinds of things. We wanted the kids to still be able to do those, those types of things as well. I know you're an offensive guy. Let's talk about the offense first and uh, what you like most about the group that you have returning. Well, with the group, what I like most about the group returning is the two guys sitting next to me. You know that that they both uh, were a big part of, of what we did uh, last year. You know, Ben at quarterback had a really, you know, productive season. Took care of the football. You know, he ended up throwing for a lot of yards, and 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 I think he's made great strides. Uh, I, I think probably most, and if I, he's become a really really good leader for us. You know, so you know I, I think he's he's gotten better as an athlete. He understands things more, and, and, he's, and he's a great leader. You know, and, and then having Drew back, you know, Drew uh, running, receiving, you know, actually, you know, throwing a few passes. Probably going to throw the ball a little bit more this year last year than he did last, you know, last year. So, um, you know, having these two guys back, I think, is, is in their work ethic. For other guys to see, I can always use them as examples. And, you know, we've got, you know, Evan James is back, and um, – and, uh, and uh, Mikey Kurtz, who played some tight ends back. And, you know, Luke Flowers will be our, our tailback. But, you know, he didn't play much tailback last year. He started on defense. So, you know, we, we've got some, some, some pieces there. But we've got a lot of battles, actually. You know, uh, right now I'd say the only guy that's a starting wide receiver is, is Drew. You know, so the other guys are, are fighting for the other three to four spots. So it'll be interesting. That's why I think tomorrow night's going to be really – exciting for for a lot of our guys is because you know we talked about today and we've talked about all the way through this is a this opportunity to earn a job you know we, we you, you, you know you always talk about team and what we can do for the team but this time of the year you gotta be a little bit selfish you know because you, you want to play that's that's the you want to be a starter so you need to go out and perform and you need to do well obviously it's in the framework of what we're doing but you you got to make plays so that i i say the other coaches say we, we got to get that guy in the field Ben, you're established, obviously, as the starting quarterback. But, I mean, what is the scrimmage at Lakota West tomorrow night? What does that do for you? What do you try to get out of it? And maybe also for your teammates as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Their uh, defense is really good. They have two corners that are really lengthy and physical, and they know how to play really well. For us, the biggest thing is going to be to just be able to get open and then protect the ball. Uh, It'll show what we can do against a really good team like them. They have a great defense. Um, I think this will help put us in the right direction of what we need to do and how we can go from there. Ben Dyer mentioned you are the established starting quarterback. When you look at the experience that you've had as a quarterback in high school and, and where you're at right now, do you see the game differently now than you did maybe a year or two ago? Has it? I don't know. The, the term that everybody uses, the phrase that everybody wants to use is that the game slows down. Maybe that's a cliche way to ask it, but has the game slowed down to you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, last year, I feel like I was like getting introduced to everything, but this year you basically know what you're reading on every play. So I basically know where I'm going to go with the ball before I even take the snap. So that's helped a lot. Also, just throwing the guys that you're used to throwing and then like last year, you were put into a situation where it was your first year starting. So now I have some experience under my belt. So the whole thing has just slowed down for me, and it's become a lot easier in my eyes before the play starts. And Caleb, uh, I was out there at Elder in late June, and uh, Ben told me he was throwing a little bit with Peyton Ramsey. And, uh, you know, kind of how did, how did Peyton really kind of help you with a few of the tips, I guess, to prepare for a season? Yeah, for sure. Peyton, uh, 
really focuses on little things. So proper route depth, he helped the receivers out a lot on that. And then with me, basically just who I'm reading on each play and then how to get the ball in their hands is the best way possible and fast as possible. So he helped me a lot through the summer. Drew, you haven't said a word yet because we haven't asked you anything yet, but uh, tell us a little bit about what you like most about this uh, team this year. Uh, I just I just like how we have so many guys that are just willing to buy in to like we have we have such good coaches that that know exactly what, what they want and we have so many guys that know what they want to do and just we got we just got to buy in. Kind of like similar question I asked Ben. I mean, what do you get out of this scrimmage um, tomorrow night? I mean, is there a certain thing that you want to take away from it, or you've been at this long enough that you know you're, you're going to be battle tested for the season? But what is it that, that you try to get as a takeaway? Um, I think we're just trying to take away. Who's, who our guys are going to be, honestly. We have so many dudes compu- competing for so many spots because we, we have a lot of spots open, and we just, we're just trying to find out who it's going to be. The, obviously, the pit is such a unique place to play a high school football game, maybe the most unique I- anywhere. Uh, what stuck out to you the most last year? I mean, I, I remember last year walking through Ural Stadium, and it was like you had the uh, the aisles almost in the stadium that fans had to walk. It was like one-way walking paths, and you had players up in the bleachers. I mean, it was just such a unique setting. What stood out to you the most last year as being different? Um, well, I'll start with my sophomore year. It was just it was just crazy because it was always so loud and like every like every game was packed and then last year there was just no one there like you could it was silent you could literally hear what the coaches were saying on the sideline which was just so much different i was just we just weren't used to it i i got to imagine it's it's exciting to think that you you should have fans back this fall i mean that's got to be exciting to think how much does that change the way that uh, I don't know the the mood or the excitement going walking into the stadium oh yeah it's when you know you're gonna have 10,000 not 10,000 8,000 fans there it's just it changes it changes the game so much it can gives you so much more momentum to go out there and just Try to perform as well. Yeah, just perform. (laughs) Defensively, coach, what what do you see on that side of the ball? Um, You know, I think we'll be. I think we'll be greatly improved on defense. Um, You know, experienced guys back um, at all levels. I think secondary wise, you know, uh, um, Bartley Thomas is back for. There's another guy that you know played two years ago. He's playing corner in the state championship game, and you know, Chris Cameron is back as a corner. I think we're solid there. as soon as he gets, he's, he's banged up a little bit right now, and he won't play tomorrow night. But uh, having those two guys at corner and Nicholas Path is a guy who also played a little bit as a, as a sophomore in, in the state championship game. You know, having those those kind of guys back. Andrew Spinney probably was our leading tackler last year, back at linebacker, and um, Samari Freeman. He's he's a, our nose back is and started every game as a sophomore last year. So I, I think we've got some 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 good experience, um, and, and I think we've got some depth. I, I think our our, uh, our our front our front guys are we we may play six or seven guys in those three spots we feel like we've got that much depth senior through sophomore to roll them through so i, I think that's a could be a big big uh, a big plus for us coach you all had you all had some exciting ones last year i mean <laughs> any season opener has a lot to live up to when you look at last year's season opener and then you all had the fairfield game later on in the season uh, but that type of of you know, battle test, if you will, you know, you know, getting your guys out there, testing them in that type of environment. You got a lot of guys coming back, like you mentioned. How do games like that vote for those guys moving forward? Well, I think it's 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 big to be involved in those. Um, 
you know, you look at the two games that we lost that were, you know, LaSalle and X games, LaSalle game double overtime, the X game we're winning the fourth quarter. Um, then we get into the playoffs and we have Princeton and Fairfield games that are very similar, but we won those games, you know, and, you know, and I think that's that's part of everything that we do. Our schedule. People look at me sometimes like you. You guys are crazy. The teams that you play. Some of it's not by choice. Some of we're forced into doing those things. But but I think at the same time, our our kids love that that opportunity to to compete against the best. You know, I was talking to a couple uh, uh, news guys today saying, you know, it, for our guys, it's fun. You know, you think they turn on the TV on a Saturday or Sunday and like, we played against that guy. We played against that guy. You know what I mean? It's like those opportunities to compete against the best. And, and it's one thing that we talk about. We're not afraid to lose. You know, we'll, we'll play you. you. If you can beat us, you beat us. You know, we, we can live with that. But we're going to go out and compete um, and, 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 and I think our kids grow from those games, you know, and, and that's why you get into a playoff game and, and things aren't going great for you. But, hey, we've been in this situation before. We've been losing before. It's okay. It's okay. We just keep fighting. And I, and I think that's those kind of games, those kinds of schedules really bode well for, for returning players. Elder was a regional semifinalist last year, uh, opened the season against visiting Covington Catholic August 20th, and then you're at Pickerington Central. I don't need to remind you that, August 27th. Um, but, Coach, before we kind of conclude here, 25th season, you're a handful of wins away from that milestone 200 win. Um, what is Elder football meant to you and your family? A, a lot. You know, um, when you think about it, uh, my family's been a big part of this. I, uh, for the last – trying to think about 12 years I've had someone in the program or waiting to get into the program you know so I've had two sons that are captains and our captain's parents are very involved so my wife's been around you know uh these guys have friends obviously so you know my wife is friends with a lot of the other parents and and so everything about it is has been really it's been our life um for the last 25 years you know and even even before that but but i'd say even more so the last 15 years has really been um it, it's every you know friday night you know where you know where our family's at you know uh, it doesn't matter what's what's going on they're there and, and and a part of it and it'll always be that way you know every time peyton was in town you know he's at a game my daughter carly she doesn't miss a game uh, Tanner, he doesn't he doesn't miss a game. He's traveling everywhere to watch us play. So it's it's just uh, it's just it's kind of who we are, and you know it's kind of who I am. I don't think anybody ever calls me by my, by my name anymore. You know, I'm just coach. It's coach, and because that's you know that's who who, who I am and what I've been associated with for so long. Drew, how much does it mean to your your dad? Oh, I mean, it definitely means a lot. It's he's he's always working. He's always everything is about the team he's he's a great coach and i'm very yeah absolutely drew do you do you have a favorite memory from your days growing up watching your dad coach do you, do you have a favorite memory of whether it's for him or just for elder football as a whole not necessarily something that you've been a part of but something that you saw growing up um so there is there's one uh so i was i was pretty young i mean i I might not have even been alive yet, but I just saw a video of it. It was when they played uh, that team that was like 109-1 and one at, at UC. And um, they won the game or whatever, and he's like he's like storming across the field, like chest bumping all the other players. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. 
So yeah, that was that was probably my favorite favorite memory I've seen. Good stuff. All right, now it's time for trivia. Caleb, you want to? All right, no take uh, a step. You were the question guy. No, no looking over here. Oh yeah, that's right. You can't. <laughs> don't no, want to. No, can't use your phone or anything. Or? Yeah, don't want to. Don't want to give this away. Uh, all right. What football? So this this is about another school that's here today that we're going to talk to in just a couple minutes. What football position did Pete Rose play while he attended Western Hills High School in the 1950s? What position was Pete Rose in high school on the football field? You got you to give him the choices here. A, yeah, I was trying to make it harder than it actually. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll go multiple. We'll give you multiple choice. A, offensive lineman. B, halfback. Or C, defensive lineman. Uh, I'm going to go with halfback. You're going halfback? Half Both yeah. of you going halfback? You yeah. sure about that? I'm, I'm sure. All right. It is halfback. They Got nailed it. it. Yeah, job. just like that. There was no hesitation Excellent. there. All right. So what do they what do they get here? They get some official Chick-fil-A guest gift cards. Right. There's four of them there. I think the other one's guys. from right? <laughs> Thanks again for your time and perspective, right, thank Coach. Thanks for having us. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, good luck this thank season, you. guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck to the elder football team and uh, appreciate their time and perspective. We're going to bring up the uh, Western Hills program here and want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play for August is the Chicken Club Sandwich. Go for the extra point with a side of their macaroni and cheese. Caleb, I might, I might need to t- place an order here after. I mean, hey, mac and cheese episode. sounds real good right sound? now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were asking the players yesterday how many, who, like, what player on the team could eat the most chicken nuggets. I think me and you might need to have a contest to see who can eat the most chicken. No, I thought I, I wish I would have said something about. Remember, Giannis made that order of fifty chicken yeah. nuggets to the drive-through. Yeah. That's yeah. Maybe we'll do. Pretty that. amazing. We got yeah. another podcast coming up next week in Fort Wright. Uh, maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can make that happen over there. Today we are live at the uh, Western Hills location for Chick Fil A. We greatly appreciate Chick Fil A for having us live on location, and we appreciate Chick Fil A for sponsoring every everything that is high school football coverage on WCPO all this fall. We are looking forward to the Friday football frenzy. The first week of the season is August twentieth. Well, I mean, but we're already start i mean we got some scrimmages tomorrow we got we'll have coverage tomorrow night of some scrimmages uh, i mean we're we're ready to rock this football season and we're very thankful for chick-fil-a well i want to bring in uh, western hills coach armand tatum thanks coach for joining us today and Thank uh thanks for the invite how's your week going it's, it's been eventful <laughs> uh, another first week of, of acclimation and putting pads on and everything um, getting the kids out there and just getting back into a full swing of things and you want to uh, mention uh, to us uh, the players that you brought today? I have um, Ibrahim Sadibi. He's our senior wide receiver and linebacker. Sorry. <laughs> Omar Beckley, he is our junior quarterback. Gotcha. And, uh, Coach, just tell us maybe a little bit of uh, a synopsis about your team right now. Five and three record in 2020. You ended the season with five consecutive wins. Yes, sir. Uh, including two shutouts over Woodward and Gamble Montessori. Um, how have you kind of carried that momentum into the off season and into this spring and summer? Honestly and truly, it's a completely new team. Uh, we were young last year, graduated a couple key pieces, and uh, we're young again. So we, we're very freshman and sophomore heavy. Um, there's a few seniors in the senior class, a few more juniors, but um, the majority of our, of our guys is going to be their, their first time under Friday Night Lights. 
So sort of finding our identity all over again, what we were trying to do in June and July. Of course, uh, we weren't in full go yet. So we're sort of tinkering with this, tinkering with that, see what works, plug this guy in here and there. But for the most part, the guys are locked in. You know, they're committed. Um, unfortunately, during COVID, we couldn't get into our weight room because it was under construction for that year. So we um, worked out on the, on the field. Uh, with plates, and they loved that last summer. The plate, the old plate pushes, <laughs> plate pushes, body oh, weight, core, core work. Um, almost 100 degrees out there with 25, 45 pound plates, is wow. getting after it. Um, so, but right now, that we're the strongest we've been, you know, coming off of that. So, what was it like to have the unlimited practice days? I know you, that was the case last year, and same thing this year. But I'm just kind of curious. Uh, for mixed reviews from coaches around the area, but curious your perspective on that. Um, we we purposely, as a coaching staff, did not want to tax our guys out. You know, so we still did our three days a week. Um, understanding that a lot of our kids work, you know, to help help support their families. Um, so we we kept it. Almost like we normally would. Uh, the only di- thing, thing we did differently was we did purposely start to install you know, some things on offense and defense versus, versus it being just skill work, like in previous years where it's just the 10 days. So, um, so that's that the biggest difference, just being able to install some things slowly. You talked about it being some guys on your team's first night, first year under the Friday night lights. For those, for those guys that it is their first experience with that, when you look back to maybe your first time playing or your first time coaching under the lights or, mm-hmm. or your players and their first time, what is it like to walk out there, step out onto the field, walk out under the lights for the first time ever? I mean, whether it was as a player for myself or as a first-time head coach, you know, everyone has different sorts of butterflies, you know, and sort of, sort of being lost in the moment, you know, it's just taking everything in and – that opening kickoff, it's everything's flying by you, you know, and it's almost you're going slow motion at times where everything else is going a thousand miles an hour until you sort of settle in and get into your groove and go. So for a lot of our guys, we we try to purposely stress them during practice. So give them different scenarios. Hey, you no, know, we're down by this amount. We have this amount of time on the clock. We're going to do you know, or we're down or we got backed up. So that way, when it happens in the game, it's not completely foreign to them. Um, so we try to do our best as a coaching staff to stress them during practice. And I think we do a pretty decent job of that. Omar, what's that been like for you, that simulation? It's pretty stressful. Like, that definitely last year was my first year. So I had to get used to it. And everything was going so fast. And it was just like, I, I got I to gotta learn now or – it's just when game comes, it's going to be even harder. So, you know, our team just come together. We got to – we team come together. We just do it and get it done. How do you think you've improved personally just from a year ago? Um, I feel like I improved a lot. Like now, in those situations, everything slowed down. It's not as fast as it was when I first started. Slow down. Everybody know what they're doing more. And it just – it just feel easier and – Slower now, Ibrahim. What's what's it like to catch a pass from Omar? It's it's fun. It's fun. He likes to throw the ball in many different places, so I like throwing. How like do you think you've it. improved from a year ago? I know you you know you're obviously playing the defensive side of the ball as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got way stronger from last year. Uh, staying locked in, staying in the weight room, staying on the field, just trying to get better every day. 
just watching film more and everything. So, Coach, Coach go, ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, Coach, what have you seen from these two guys as far as their improvement and just the way that they've, uh, you know, led the team so far? Leadership. Um, both of them last year being their, their first year with, uh, with varsity football. Um, I tell Omar on a semi-regular basis that the team really rallied behind him last year. Had a situation in which um, Saturday morning, getting ready for a game, he got a phone call um, that you know, a grandmother just passed. And um, you know, we were sort of debating on what we're going to do, starting quarterback, you know, let's get him back home somehow, get with his family. Who's going to feel And this is all like right before the game, like right after team meal. We're trying to figure all this stuff out. Um, I didn't, I didn't even know Omar hold, hosted his own team um, meeting, you know, while we're trying to figure things out, explain to the team what was going on, and they needed their support, and they rallied behind him, and that was our first win um, last season. So just the, the guts that he showed to go out there, perform. Um, Ibrahim has stepped up a, as a leader. Let's like say he missed very few days in the weight room, directing traffic. So if nothing else, it's the leadership that these two guys have poured into the program. The, the key pieces that we missed from last year's senior class were, were leaders. So the two of them have definitely stepped up to fill those shoes to be leaders in our program. Coach, do you remember, do you remember what game this was last year? Gamble game, yes, sir. It, t- it took him three seconds. The pass wasn't even thrown yet, and he knew exactly what game that was. I got some more yes, video sir. to show you here, too, toward the end, if it'll pull up. But I just want you to, yeah, right yes, there. Yes, sir. The championship, yes, sir. What is it like to look back at that? You see your interview right there. But what, what is it like to look back at those images and that night, and, and, and how special was that for you guys? Just the fact that this time last year, we had no idea if we were going to play or not. No, Cincinnati Public had not released us to play. So these kids were literally coming to practice every day, like I said, working out on the turf with plates, body weight, and not knowing if they were going to play or not. You know, so as a, as a coach, I'm just praying for five games. I'm praying for something to give to the kids. Um, if nothing else, just to reward them for their dedication you know, to the program and to for it all to you know, culminate you know, to that moment and, uh, and win that, that CPS tournament, that was huge for the kids, you know, just to see the smiles on their faces and to know that their labor was not in vain, you know, their, their commitment, their deposits they made. We talk about making deposits into accounts. You know, we talked to them about you can't go to a bank and make a withdrawal. You never made a deposit. No, that's that's robbery. So the kids kept depositing, and they and they they t- they bought into what we were trying to teach them. So to have that moment, it, it was great. Coach, I keep hearing that similar common theme about how fully vested you are into this program, into this high school. Talk to a lot of coaches. We interview a lot of coaches and athletic directors, and you know you hear about what the student athletes receive from their coach or from their athletic director. But oftentimes, I like to ask the coach. What do you receive from your student athletes? Because sometimes it's just just as much, if not more, in terms of what you learn about life. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I call it it's a blessing for me to because they're doing life with me and with my staff. So they're sharing their lives. This is not just X's and O's. It's not just show up, blow a whistle, run a lap, run this play. A lot of my players, I know, you know what they're going through and what they're dealing with and and, and life. Even after, um, there are several guys on staff right now that I've coached. You know, so it's it's, it's cyclical. You know, to where I have opportunities to to pour into young men, and I was saying truly, they they pour back into me. 
um, again, to being able to open up and talk to us and allow us to, to help them, you know, guide and or motivate them and navigate them through life, you know, into manhood. So just being able to be a part of their lives, you know, I got to tell them all the time, you no, know, those are our championship rings. You know, when, when they go off and they go on to college, graduate from college, they may have a job doing HVAC or they're a plumber, they're, they're being um, productive men in society, those are our championship rings. Guys, a quick question for you guys. You, you all and Coach talked about doing these, uh, the, like the plate workouts, the body weight workouts and stuff like that. I want to know what the worst plate type of workout that you all did was. What, what was your least favorite plate exercise of all of it? You, you can do a lot of them. There's a lot of it. Coach, you can do a lot of them, can't you? You probably came up with, with every one you possibly could. It was probably when we had the uh, – Lay on our back, had to play it over our head, and had to do like fifty to hundred reps up and down. Your oh, arms oh, is yeah. your arms is die at some probably point. Probably the worst one. Yeah. What's your least favorite? Mine is probably speed skaters with the plates. Ooh, speed, speed skaters. skaters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Who can? Who between the two of you can push a plate farther and faster? Probably me. Probably me. <laughs> I could probably do it faster, but he might be able to push it farther. I got you. I got you. Maybe that's our next competition, maybe for for next year's yeah, podcast. For me, you mean for me and you? We'll... <laughs> Don't look over here. You know that. <laughs> um, obviously, Western Hills uh, opens the season August twentieth against visiting CHCA. Uh, you're at Deer Park after that, but coach, let's maybe talk about a few other players uh, before we get to our trivia here. Maybe on offense and defense, who are some other players that we should look for this year? Um, obviously, look up for these two guys. Uh, we have um, Darrell Davis. He's our starting center and one of our um, defensive linemen. Um, Darrell will be a three-year starter as a junior, and um, also long snaps. You know, uh, keep an eye on him. Uh, Rasan Hutchison uh, started last year as a freshman. Um, at slot and backup quarterback this year, he's 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 our slot and one of our safeties. Um, just pure speed, pure speed. Um, Anthony Sutherland, wide receiver and um, and corner, long, um, has a nose for the football, very football savvy. Uh, again, a fast guy. Um, Mitchell Whitson, he's 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 an anchor for us. He, he's a utility guy, Swiss Army Knights. Whatever we need him to do, he can do it. Um, right now, he's backup quarterback. He's a running back. He can play tight end. We need to play tight end or wing. He plays linebacker, special teams. He he understands the game of football, so that helps us out a lot. Um, Taylor Maxberry, um, Tiosa Sherman, both sophomores. Strong as oxes, um, just big, strong kids coming on. Both playing, uh, they're both playing offensive and defensive line. Um, so we have a lot of guys who are young. Um, these scrimmages will, will be will pay dividends to give them some experience going into a team like CACA. Like it always impresses me when coaches like reel off the entire offensive like depth chart without even looking at it. He's just he's just like not looking at anything and he reels off the entire depth chart. Like for me, I could be sitting in a room with 11 guys in front of me and I'd be like, what's his name again? <laughs> he's reeling off the whole depth chart without even looking at it. It's how much it means to him, obviously. <laughs> what's your scrimmage schedule like, coach? Say again. Scrimmage schedule like for the most So we have, um, we have a controlled scrimmage on Monday with Clark. Okay. Uh, they'll be at home. And then Holmes High School from Kentucky, they're coming up on the 13th for a game prep scrimmage. Okay. Gotcha. Great. Well, I think it's that time, Caleb. Another trivia question. Y'all ready for some trivia? Y'all been studying up? 
studying up on uh, some, trivia. some elder trivia. <laughs> Hope you got your uh, elder football history book ready to go here. Which NFC East team did elder graduate Kyle Rudolph sign with this offseason after spending 10 years with the Minnesota Vikings? He graduated from elder in 2008. Kyle Rudolph signed with this NFC East team this offseason. He spent 10 years with the Vikings. Then he went to either the Cowboys, the Eagles, or the Giants. Which team is he with now? The Cowboys, the Eagles, or the Giants? Uh, the Eagles. I'm going with Eagles. Both going Eagles? Sure about that? Yes, sir. You are not right on that. He went to the New York Giants. Should, should we give him some, some free chicken anyway? Let's. Well, these are East. right. Here you go. Go get you some uh, some uh, chicken sandwich or some chicken nuggets or official gift card sandwich. there. Probably nuggets, no kids. What'd you say? Probably nuggets, no on them. Kids. <laughs> give one to your athletic director, Philip O'Neill, too. I mean, give an extra one there. So. Okay, it, it may make it back to him. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just go use them right now. Right. Coach, really appreciate your time and perspective. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and all the sure. best of luck to the Mustangs this season. Thank you all, and thanks to Chick-fil-A also. Appreciate you all. Thank Thank you. Good luck, Thank guys. You. Yeah. Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, it really does, man. It just always like blows me away when when coaches just reel off the entire depth chart. It's like, man, I yeah, that's 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 impressive. Did Good you, luck to did you memorize the playbook when you were in college and high school? Uh, you know, it's funny that you ask a kicker if he memorized the, the playbook. Uh, of course, I memorized the playbook as a kicker. What kicker doesn't memorize the whole playbook? That's I did do some you. plate pushes back in the day, though. Okay, I did right. not memorize any playbook, but I did. I pushed a plate or two back in the day, and we did some of those plate exercises. So. So we had like one day a week in college. I won't say what the workout was called. There was a name for it. I won't say what it was called. It was one day a week where we each would get in the weight room. We wouldn't always know what day it was, but the strength coach would be like, all right, everybody grab a plate. So we'd have to go in there and grab a 45 pound plate right when we got in the weight room. And like, that was our plate. And we were pretty much holding that plate for the duration of, of the workout. I mean, I'm talking like an hour straight of just like, plate pushes like plate if, if you can do it with a plate like if you can move a plate in any direction we found a way to move a plate in that direction and those are some of the hardest but best workouts we ever did so that was definitely a, uh, some experience behind that question and asking what was your least favorite absolutely i'd have to think plate. back at, at what my least favorite was but man like pushing a plate on the turf on a hot summer day was is one of the worst like things I could possibly imagine. Like if I never have to do that again in my whole life, I don't, I won't. Well, hey, we want to welcome in the Oak Hills football program here and head coach Justin Roden. Coach, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes here. How are you doing? Good, Mike. Thanks for waiting and your patience. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, you're good. Tell us who you brought uh, to the left of you there. Uh, we brought a couple. Let me have them introduce them. I'll do it a little sure. differently sure thing. You guys want to tell who you are, introduce yourselves? I'm, uh, I'm Jackson Schreiber. I'm a quarterback. I'm going to be a junior. Favorite food? I'm uh, uh, spicy chicken. Oh, well, we got something for you here. Favorite movie? Uh, uh, probably The Sandlot. Okay, all right. Who else we got here? I'm Jacob Hearn, uh, D-Line. I'm going to be a senior this year. What, what number are you? 44. Is there a reason you chose 44? Um, couldn't get 41. Couldn't get 41. <laughs> you, you're... So, Simple enough. All right, favorite food? 
Um, chicken wings. Uh, we, we, we got what you guys we're need at the right here. Place yeah, here. We're at the right place for you guys. Yeah. Well, the Highlanders uh, obviously open the season at Turpin August 20th. Um, and, uh, Coach, uh, just want to ask you a little bit about your impressions so far this summer. What do you like most about the team right now? And uh, tell us a little bit about your scrimmage schedule as well. Yeah, I, well, first of all, I, I appreciate you guys having us out. I think our kids, uh, as hard as they've worked, they deserve as much recognition as they can get. And, you know, part of the reason for letting them introduce themselves is uh, – you know, metaphor of our whole team. We got a lot of young guys, uh, a lot of guys that are trying to bring back some pride to Oak Hills High School, trying to reestablish ourselves as a uh, as a program that you know is disciplined and tough. And some of the things that uh, you know we displayed, you know, years ago when um, you know when Oak Hills was in the MCC and 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 beating the likes of Colerain and schools like that. So um, our summer so far has gone really, really well. Um, we're just talking to the boys a little bit and talking to Doug about trying to, you know, balance, you know, the summer practices and, you know, the, you know, we had a little bit of a, a hiccup with, with COVID this week and you might have maybe have seen something in our school district about masks in the last few days. So uh, it's been interesting. Uh, I think that's the best way I can describe it. Uh, we're excited. We have Roger Bacon on Saturday at our place at 11 o'clock and photos and media day. And I think we're uh, we're going to meet the team for a little bit, actually have an in-person parent meeting, which I think I'm excited to actually be able to see the parents and, you know, have them ask questions in person. Um, you know, I, it just, you know, for us as, a, as a, a program, you know, we're looking to provide stability. You know, we've had some coaching changes here. Um, you know, this is my, you know, I'm on a, a, a new school and, you know, when my family got, uh, you know, sick and I came back home. I think more than anything, I would like nothing more to finish my career here. I'd like to turn this program around and I'd like to see some of these guys, you know, to my left, you know, be the uh, the roots and the foundation for, for future generation of Highlanders to, uh, again, bring back some of that pride here on the west side that, you know, might have fallen off the last few years. Justin, you obviously led East Central to a 4A state title back in 2017. Um, people have to remember, too, you were a former defensive coordinator here at Oak Hills in addition to yeah. some other stops as well. But you talk about that challenge of the first year, obviously a shortened season, very unique. I mean, do you kind of put that in the rear view mirror or, or what did you learn the most about the challenge of last well, year? Well, you know, I, it's kind of interesting because I've technically been at the school now a year and a half and I feel like this is my, my first year because we didn't really have a chance to use the locker room. We didn't have, you know, all the facilities weren't open. We had meetings that were, were Zoom meetings. We couldn't lift the right way. So we're doing a lot of things for the first time. And uh, I keep calling the young men, not kids, um, have seen my temper a little bit. Um, they've, uh, I like to describe myself sometimes as bipolar um, because I, I love them, you know, more than anybody else. At the same time, though, when they, they make a mistake, they know that somebody's going to correct that mistake. So they're, they're getting a better feel of who I am as a person. Um, we take a great deal of pride as a staff in building relationships. I, I would tell you if you ask the kids, um, our strength coach, um, Jason Lewis, has done an amazing job. And, you know, our coaches are willing to do, 
um, anything for these kids. I mean, we'll we'll pick you up. We'll take you home. Uh, one of our defensive linemen had a job that was um, a little bit too far, and he was tired. And our coach took him up yesterday to uh, to go find a job and help him interview for a, something that worked a little bit better with his schedule up on on the pike. So, I think more than anything for us. Um, it, really and, and truthfully, it's it's rewarding at this point. I think last year was just kind of, you know, we're scrambling to make things work. I hope we play football. I hope we play football. I think there's this ease and confidence now that the kids know us, we know them, and we'll keep growing those relationships. And I think more than anything, we're excited. And I know I am, you know, on Saturday, even though it's a scrimmage to, you know, have the parents and the bleachers um, maybe criticize me a little bit on some play calling. But at the same... You, did you miss that aspect of it? Ah, uh, you know, every... I, I I gotta use my words carefully. We have a it's a very fickle community a little bit, but no, I I do I do miss that. I do I do miss you know the screams from the bleachers, good and bad. I miss the cheers. I miss the band. I um, our band and at Oak Hills High School practices more than goodness gracious they make us look like we're you know we're not on their same level. So I I'll I be can hear them let, too by the way. From yeah, I was gonna say so, you yeah, yeah. hear them, but no, the band, the popcorn, the smell, all the things that that run hand in hand with Friday nights I think uh, I crave it I, I I know that uh, I've been blessed to do it now for a, a number of years I've, I've been on the the good side I've been on the bad side but uh, I know I'm I'm comfortable I know we're ambitious and we've got a good young team that's you know excited to leave their mark when, when was it that you actually got hired and started at Oak Hills? Um, well, I knew, if I can remember, <laughs> I everything remember every, everything is such a, a blur. But I, I started uh, about a year and a half ago. I was blessed. Uh, they hired me right after Christmas break. Um, I was uh, coming back from vacation, and I started right after. The, matter of fact, my truck broke down in Florida. And I, I missed my first day of work at Oak Hills and I, at Oak Hills High School. But uh, Jeff Brand and Travis Hunt and Ben Hageman have been uh, wonderful for me and my family. Um, so again, I, it feels like it's the first year, the, the beginning. But uh, we've put so much work into. Um, I'm going to call it change, and I, I, I have nothing negative to say about any of my predecessors at Oak Hills. I mean, I have, I'm connected to all those guys. I've no, I know Kyle for for a long time. I've, I've friends with Evan. Um, I coach at Danny Shoals, so I, I don't have anything negative. I, I think for me, what we've done in a year and a half with our staff. Um, is really put things in place and provide structure and stability and, again, just building those relationships and that trust in the program. You talk about the growth of these guys that uh, you brought here today. And yeah. What you see from them. Uh, so, you know, Jackson right here is, is uh, you, you can tell, is a little soft-spoken, but uh, Jackson is a tremendous athlete, um, fantastic in the classroom, um, can run the ball, can throw the ball. Um, we have a, a very diverse uh, and I would say sometimes complicated offensive system. Uh, our offensive coordinator, Robert Klotz, uh, spent five years over at St. X and with Coach Coverdale, and um, it's not easy. So he gets he gets yelled at from uh, multiple angles. He gets yelled at from not only his offensive coordinator, but Bob Sr. gets him as his quarterback coach. And um, then I come back, and I like to describe it as me whining about it. But uh, I would tell you that his – you know, Jackson's biggest strength is that uh, he's a leader. 
You know, he's a he's subtle leader. Kids look up to him. Uh, he's a playmaker. And uh, on our team right now, we don't need screamers and yellers. We need guys that are doers that when you play Coleraine High School or you play Lakota West or Princeton, that you're not, you know, blinded by the lights. You're not blinded by the name on their shirt. You just go play football. And I think, you know, Jackson embodies that. And and with the, the knucklehead down, the two seats down Hearn here, I think – Again, they can say this themselves. We, our school district is changing. Our football team is changing um, in a good way. And I think Hearn kind of represents that uh, diversity that this program has. Uh, we are extremely athletic up front. Uh, we're, we're undersized. So we've got to you know, play a style of defense that involves a great deal of heart and quickness and attention to detail. And uh, I would say that he does that very, very well. And our, our defensive line um, has to be a group that's they're not going to make a lot of tackles. Uh, the style of defense requires them to get double teamed. Uh, their job when they get double teamed is to get on the ground and to, and to make a pile. And you're not going to be a guy that you're going to see a lot of uh, high stats and things like that. And you have to play selfless. And it's hard and with this generation of, uh, I'm going to call it kids, and this, this TikTok me generation, look at me, look at me, and to tell kids, hey, I need you to, I need you to be bloody and dirty and you know, beat up, and I need you to get up and do it every single play so the guy behind you, can, he can make the tackle. And I would say that um, Hearn does that as well as any kid I've, I've coached in 20 years. And what's exciting is that he's got a good group of teammates and friends. I'd say our, our defensive line was probably the closest group um, together. Um, and again, it's a selfless group. And it's, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, Jason Lewis is our, our, his position coach. And they're, they're a goofy bunch. I think I would describe that. If you took his hat off right now, you would see a hairstyle that um, I, it's the only time ever I've ever had a kid wear a hat to one of these things. And I'm glad he has the hat on. Well, I mean, now that you, now that right? you called him out so, it, I mean. You going to take the hat off? No, no, <laughs> no. But I, and, all, and all, all kidding aside, I, I wanted to reward him today. I think he represents not only uh, himself well, but he represents that entire defense and defensive line, and kind of embodies um, Coach Elrod's philosophy that you know it's a. Everybody can say it's a team, it's a team, it's a team. But truly, um, for us, we're going to play almost every single week against somebody that has better athletes. Uh, we're on paper, you know, we're everybody's homecoming game, which I'm I'm okay with that. I think our kids uh, just want to um, have success, and they want to see the guy next to them have success and understand that, you know, that when we win games, it's going to bring more accolades to not only the school but to you as a team. And individual success is not not how you turn things around. So uh, uh, both these young men are uh, great metaphors for the direction of this program right now, and that's a reason why I'm excited. Um, for this season, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to run back down to the middle school. Uh, we've got 57 eighth graders and 53 seventh graders, and we don't have enough helmets, um, which is an awesome problem to have. And I'm going to go down there and convince them as much as possible that, hey, we're doing things the right way. And um, you should be proud to wear that OH in, in high school. Jackson, what does that OH mean to you? I know you've played multiple sports. What does it mean to represent Oak Hills High School? Um, I would say it means that uh, 
as far as football program goes, it's like it's I'm here to kind of change the culture. Um, it's not we're not trying to make it the same way it's been the past couple of years. Um, trying to turn things around and like kind of carry that um, that uh, uh, culture we have in basketball that Price has created. Um, kind of. Um, change that into uh, put that into our football program and kind of uh, uh, show uh, all the guys that what's about like we have each other's backs and um, we're, we're playing selflessly and we're playing we're all playing for each other um, to try to have the ultimate goal is team success and uh, I feel like uh, Coach Price has done a great job of that and um, the football pro- program could uh, we could really use that this year to help us win Jackson, you used the frame uh, changing the culture, and your yeah. coach talked about. Um, you know, he said, "We don't need a lot of screamers and yellers. We need doers." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? Why does that type of leadership work for you all? Why is that what you all need right now? Is is doers, and and how does that help change the culture? Um, I feel like in the past it's all been like it's it's all been um, talk, and it's it's like all oh, we need to be all in and. Um, we're just saying it. we're not doing it we have we have if we're gonna say it, we got to be about it and um i feel like this year i feel like everybody's buying in and we're we're gonna be about it and uh hopefully our uh the results of uh friday nights are gonna reflect that jacob how how much are you looking forward to friday nights and playing in front of a crowd and what does oak hills mean to you as far as the football program uh, oak hills means uh, a lot to me uh my family grew up in oak hills i grew up in oak hills and I'm just proud to represent Oak Hills in the right way and try to change the culture and the passion of football that has been in uh, embodied there. And yeah, just try to change the culture and be the leader that I am. And uh, overall, just hope for the best for the team and a good, a good outcome this year. What has high school football taught you? What did you say? What has high school football taught you, maybe even off the field as well? Uh, high school football has taught me a lot. It uh, taught me how to be a man and how to be a leader and more vocal and stand up for myself and, you know, take care of your responsibilities and be accountable. Coach, uh, you want to mention a few other players on both sides of the ball that we should look for this year? Yeah, I mean, again, it, I know if I start picking out kids and I leave some off, that means emails tomorrow. So right. I will, uh, I'll tell you that we have a, a very exciting offense this year. Um, Jackson has some some great guys to throw it to. Jacob Day is going to be a great playmaker for us. Um, Kyle Toon is going to be a great player for us at wide receiver. Um, Luke Barkley is going to be a great two-way player for us. We got our center back, John Clyer. Um, you know, we got a transfer from from Western Hills, uh, Eric Dorsey, that really is just dove in feet first to, the, to doing things the right way. And then, you know, defensively, we lost a lot of guys that have been around for, for a while. So um, our defensive line will be a, a strength for us. And luckily, Jackson's going to score more points than the other team, uh, throwing the ball around a little bit. So, you know, we're, we might struggle uh, defensively. We're not we're not the biggest group of kids, um, but we're going to be we'll be playmakers. We're going to fly around the ball and um it's a good group. You know, I, I've been, I've coached some teams before where I hate to say it. I'm not, I didn't necessarily like the, like all the kids. So you go there and you, I, I generally, 
I, I like this group. Um, they they're they're really fun. Like the weight room has just been a, a total difference maker for us. Um, and they won't share this, but they they're really good to each other. You know, we don't. I'm knock on wood, but we I haven't had an issue with anybody stealing money or anything out of a locker. I haven't had issues with you know some of the petty things that you deal with sometimes. So they're they're so kind to each other. And you know we've got three brooms uh, that we keep in the locker room, and you'll see the kids after practice to sweeping up and they they do that on their own i think there's a a great deal of of pride in doing things the right way and that makes me feel good about this group that they're becoming better men and better fathers and there'll be better husbands and again on friday nights if you're going to come watch oak hills play you're going to leave knowing regardless of the score the final outcome that you know we're gonna we're gonna play in a way that people can be proud of and you know i i will you know i'll shut up but you know mike price has been a really good coach here for a really long time and he's done that because he's done things the right way and when Jackson talks about that you know I think for us we're trying to we're trying to model those you know those 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 things as far as dedication and scheduling and and work with all the programs to to really make Oak Hills as a whole you know something that people can be proud of again from a football standpoint. One thing that stuck out to me was you talked about being able to have a parent meeting in person because that's one thing you don't think about you know i mean we we talk so much about how you have team meetings and how all that is on zoom and how you're having to like you know do scheming for games and and stuff over zoom you're having to do it but like even parent meetings over zoom i mean and and the reason i asked when you started and got hired is because i can relate i actually moved here to cincinnati last march and i said the same thing that you said i've been saying it for the last couple months and that is this almost feels like year one in a lot of ways because you're meeting people face to face that you should have met a year and a half ago. Uh, how, how refreshing is it though to be able to do this stuff face to face? Yeah, I, I mean honestly, I my strength. I'm you know I've learned from some really good football coaches. I've worked for some guys that are just you know their attribute and their strength wasn't necessarily X's and O's. You know I mentioned Coach Combs because everybody knows Carrie, but Carrie's strength as a coach was that people would run through a wall for him and it wasn't just the kids it was the parents and I think what I what I want people to do I'm not saying what what I want people to do but I it's my desire to have people in the community and our parents trust that what I'm doing for their kids is greater than just you know, I, I'm not the type of coach who's going to do whatever it takes on Friday and put a kid at a harm's way or, you know, neglect the other kids just for the sake of winning. I, I generally want to establish relationships with our with our teachers and our parents and our youth programs so people in the community know, hey, Coach Roden's a good man. He's got a good staff. He care about the kids. And then, you know, when it comes time for you to decide about setting your son to a parochial school, I'll never say anything negative to parochial school. My wife went to parochial school. But I want to make it as damn hard as possible, excuse my language, to you not to be a Highlander. You know, we, we have a great school, um, one of the best schools, I think, in, in the state uh, academically. And, you know, from a standpoint of a, a football program and all our sports programs, we're on the upswing and getting better. So it's year, it's, you know, year one, year two, who cares? But I think more than anything, it's just us. We're working to reach those relationships with those parents at all levels and having people trust us what we're doing. Another thing you said was that it's the TikTok me generation. Do, <laughs> do, do you have a TikTok? 
Oh, uh, absolutely. You do have a TikTok. Yeah. I, okay. Well, hold on. So my, my responsibility is to keep tabs on these guys. And uh, I have a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old. Um, and as a parent, I need to know what's going on. Now, I don't know how to use it. Have you ever have you ever created a TikTok video? Uh with my daughter, yes. I got asked today to make one with one of our outside linebackers and said absolutely not because it just to make fun of me. But what was it? Was it a dance? Is that was that? I, what, I don't know what he, what Sanders was going to. Probably a dance. <laughs> I think it was just to see me wiggle around and embarrass myself some more. Which I'm at my age, I don't have any pride. That's not gonna. I don't. I don't have no feeling. That's not do, gonna hurt. Me. Do you all have a TikTok? I, I don't know. Wow. Me either. I try to stay off of that. I, I, they, wow. Wow. How about that? Are they, now, are they now, now, now Coach Rhodes looks like the bad guy, right? <laughs> I have one and they don't. How many followers do you have on TikTok? Not very many. I hope none. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's all good. We might, yeah, we might have to find Coach on TikTok. trivia after that. Right? <laughs> this is all you, Caleb. All right. All right. So the trivia for you guys, uh, how, how confident do you feel about, about this trivia question? Uh, pretty confident. All right. Cool. So... This one's pretty cut and dry. What year did the football playoffs begin in the state of Ohio? What year did the playoffs begin? Was it A, 1972? Was it B, 1952? Or C, 1990? Uh, we'll say uh, we'll say A. What year was A? Uh, seventy-two. Okay, nice. I was I was hoping you weren't just throwing out a random letter at me there. <laughs> what what do you, what do you got? I'm gonna go with A too. A nineteen. You meant to say B, I think though, right? Nineteen seventy-two. Yeah. Coach, you going nineteen fifty-two? I'm going seventy-two. You're going seventy-two also? Yeah, I changed. I didn't know the letters. I'm paying attention. Seventy-two, right? Yeah. All right, we're seventy-two. Nineteen seventy-two is the correct answer. I think that deserves yeah. some free chicken for these guys. Yeah, there's some school up north in Maslin that's won some of those, but hasn't won in the playoffs. Let's see how we knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Coach. I oh, know. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate all your uh, time and perspective here, and best of luck to the Highlanders. No, thank you, guys, very much. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, thank Mike. You. This is me getting on TikTok right now to look up all the coaches' TikTok uh, dances yeah, or I whatever. Don't, you're not gonna find any dance. If, if coaches, do you all know the TikTok dances or whatever? I mean, I don't, but these guys know. See, see which, I'm doing a good job. They don't have TikTok. See that? Yeah, that's right. Which which TikTok dance should he do? You don't even know, do you? <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't have time. You seen that playbook? Yeah, Next no time. Yeah, that, no okay, time. there you go. That's <laughs> See, that was the answer you should have got. We don't have time to make a TikTok because we're studying the playbook all the time. No, you no, laugh, no. actually. They don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks. Next episode about TikTok, I guess, in high school football. We'll to, that's an enterprise story of sorts. <laughs> there you go. We want to thank everybody here at the Western Hills Chick-fil-A again especially operator Jason Griggs and director Jeff yes, Diener for this opportunity and hosting the Elder Oak Hills and Western Hills football programs. All the best to each of their coaches and players this upcoming season. That's all we have for you today. We will meet you at the Fort Wright Chick-fil-A next Tuesday, August 10th, and talking to Beachwood football coach Noel Rash and his team. Thanks again for watching.